Hey, hey, this is the Amy Williams Show, the motivational Christian podcast for women. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I'm here to talk about all things life, God, love, and business. Whether you need inspiration and motivation in your personal life or a swift kick in the big girl pants for your business, you've come to the right place. As your podcast host and your podcast coach, I'm here to help you. No matter what you're going through in life, you are not alone. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Galaxy Gals Designs. If you've followed along on uh, the socials, then you will see that we got delivered uh, three awesome, amazing t-shirts for the kids. And they are the Waymaker, a Miracle Worker design. And it's they're so cute. The kids loved them. They're super comfy. Anyway, go check them out on Facebook. They really hooked us up. If you want to know more about Galaxy Gals designs, um, they offer custom ordered t-shirt, hand-painted wall signs, mugs, seasonal items, vinyl cutouts, and more. So if there's something that you need special ordered, definitely go check them out. They're super amazing. They have great quality work. So go check them out on their Facebook page. And special shout out to Nancy Roy. You did phenomenal. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm super pumped to introduce our featured guest today. Her name is Jenny Melrose, and she is a fellow podcaster over at Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Hi, Amy. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yes. So, you know, we have we have some digging in to talk about. Um, let Why don't we start with just kind of your background and where you were before podcasting and before the Influencer Entrepreneurs stuff? Absolutely. So, I actually am a former inner city school district teacher. I was a reading specialist um, for first through fifth grade. And while I loved teaching and loved my kids, I kind of felt lost as a new mom because at the same time, I also had my first daughter. So I decided um, almost 11 years ago that I was going to start a lifestyle blog and I was going to figure out how to grow an online platform and do all the social media as a side hustle. Um, so I created the Melrose family, which is where I created quick and easy recipes and projects for busy parents. So 11 years ago was pre Pinterest, pre Instagram and Facebook was around. I'm not that much of a dinosaur. Um, but so <laughs> I kind of have grown up with all of these social media platforms and seen what it can really do for your business. Um, so I had that site was able to replace my teaching salary of 75,000. Um, and, retired from teaching probably I want to say it's almost oh lord it's almost five years already it's so crazy to think about um so five years ago and then I sold the Melrose family actually last year because this side of me doing influencer entrepreneurs and coaching and really helping people understand how they can figure out to lean into their greatness and at the same time grow an online presence that's going to increase their revenue um, so once I started doing that side of things, that was probably about three years ago, which is why I had three in my head for some reason. Uh, and that's how long I've had the podcast. So kind of been a journey, but it's been a fun one. 
you know, I, podcasting has been the most fun thing. This is my second podcast, but it is, um, it's incredible. And I just think about the connections that get made and the presence that you can have and the reach that you get from a podcast is insane to me. And it's so fun. Um, so I really want to talk a little bit more about the inner city stuff. So when you were teaching, you said you had one kid 11 years ago. Do you have more than one now? I have two girls now. Yes. We had a second surprise. Second surprise. <laughs> <laughs> that was our third. It wasn't like an oops or a surprise, but it's, it's our bonus. Okay. Um, she's got, there's a little gap between the first two and the, the third one, but, nice. um, so when you were teaching, um, because I have seriously so much respect for teachers, especially now, um, I did before, but now it's like, it's different. Right. Um, yeah. what made you think like, Hey, I need something more. I need to I... do something different. Cause 11 years ago, I mean, online stuff wasn't what it is now. No, it was, you created a blog, which at that time was like a personal journal that you just put online with the hopes that some people were going to just accidentally kind of find it. And then they started Facebook you were using to kind of help promote it. Um, for me, I, with my first daughter, really felt like I lost myself. I didn't have, I just got so into not understanding like who I was as a grown up, really, because <laughs> my mm -hmm. life was so consumed with her. So it felt very much that I went from, you know, working all day long to coming home to raising a baby. And I will openly admit, I am not a baby stage kind of mom. It gives me just thinking about it gives me anxiety because I wasn't good at the not sleeping. And I'm just not that type of person. I can't handle it. No shame. Uh, so nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yes. So for me, I would get frustrated because my husband golfed, loved to golf. He would golf all weekend long. And now I've gone from work to having the baby at night and he's there for that. But then weekends he's gone because he's golfing and I would get frustrated. And he said to me, you need a hobby. And I was like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to get a hobby. <laughs> Does he know he now what he created by that one statement? <laughs> Oh, he knew within like months because he would come home and I'd be in front of the TV, like with my laptop on my lap, just going through and like doing this on social media and go doing this and getting to know other bloggers. Because at that time, it was very much like a blogging community. You interacted with them. There was this whole other world that I had no idea about. And I... I'm one of those kind of like obsessive, like, oh my goodness, I can reach more people and I can, if I do this, I'll increase it. Very data driven and also very like, if I see success, oh, I'm going to stay with this. Like it mm -hmm. gave me, it fulfilled me. It was what I needed. Um, and it just continued to grow. And then when, and a lot, a lot of time for a while, probably for a good first six months, he would say, oh, are you blogging? You know, you're over there blogging. Like it was a big joke. Um, and then the first check came in and he kind of looked at me and he was like, wait, they paid you to do this? Like you were just doing this for fun. And I was like, yeah, people make full-time incomes doing this idiot. Um, <laughs> literally probably the words I use. Um, but it just grew from there. And once I really saw and got into these groups, listening to these women talk about how they had stopped doing their full-time jobs and um, were able to be home more often because that was also a piece of it. Like I would, um, I had an hour and a half commute in the morning just to drop her off and then get to work. And then I did it again at the end of Ew. the day. Yes. 
So it was a lot. I felt like I didn't really get to see her. Um, and then you threw in another one and it was like, oh, forget it. <laughs> Let's repeat this awful baby stage. <laughs> yeah, get me out of the stage. Um, so yeah, so we just kind of grew from there. And as a teacher, I saw teaching changing. I was in an inner city mm-hmm. district where I always joke whenever I speak at conferences and say, you know, if you've got any questions, please just, you know, interrupt. Don't feel like you can't because I'm used to dodging chairs when I was a teacher. And I literally was like, that was part of my teaching is I would have to be prepared for if a chair was going to get thrown at me or if a kid was going to lose it. Um, so it just kind of, I had had enough. I needed yeah. to get out. <laughs> yeah. What grade level did you teach? I was first through fifth. So oh, I dealt with okay. all of them. And as a reading specialist, I had the kids that really were behind. They could be three okay. to four grade levels behind and just mm. really had a lot of high needs. And also with inner city, you're dealing with a whole nother of like not having the support from home. And there were plenty of kids that I tried to talk my husband into adopting. And he was like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> and then you would have a full house by now, right? Yes. We definitely went up. <laughs> well, and I think that speaks so much to teachers because because your students are are yours. You know, they're they're my kids. Um, I have a couple of friends that are kind of in that, um, maybe not in the inner city, but just in that role. And they're like, especially now with everything going on, they just they're like, how can I help my kids? Because I know their home life's not good, and it just ugh, it rips your heart to pieces. All right, so I want to go back to your husband realizing you got your first check. Aha! There's a light bulb. How long from when you started did it take for you to get a decent first check? Um, that first check probably came and it was, it was probably like a hundred bucks. So it wasn't anything that we were writing home and like, I'm going to quit my job. Um, then that was probably about six months. But then I went to a conference in New York City because we lived in New York at the time. Um, and I went to Blog Her, which used to be a huge, like three, four thousand, three to four thousand people that would attend that conference. Um, Martha Stewart was like the keynote, and I managed to sit at a table with a ton of like big bloggers that were making full time incomes and kind of like started listening to what they were doing and realizing, wait a second, like if I really put my effort into this, I could, I wouldn't have to teach anymore. And I think within probably three years, I was making probably 20 to $25,000 a year. Um, and then as I was into it, probably between five to seven was when I started making, I was making, um, that one year I left, I was making $10,000 in a month. And that was just from sponsored content. That didn't even include my ad revenue or anything else. Um, so then you started I, writing home about that, right? Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> that was his. Oh, that's our paycheck to get us out of New York. Like we wanted to always live down. We live in North Carolina now. We mm. always wanted to live down here. Um, and that was our ticket out. So nice. Well, I'm yeah. super proud of you. I think it says so much. Um, I, I, the reason why I asked that question was like, I think so many people start something and think I'm going to make it big right away or, you know, they get disappointed or distracted and can't see past like, you know, especially in podcasting, like let's say you start a podcast and, um, you know, three months in, you only have five, 800 downloads or maybe a thousand and you're like, man, nobody's listening. And, you know, but it just, 
podcasting is a hard game to be competitive with, but just to stay the course and to keep going. So I think it's great that you're like, Hey, it took three years to get to 20 K for that, for the year, you know, that's not 20 K per month. And it takes you five to seven. Like, I think it's really important for, for people, especially if they're starting an online business or starting something new, like time, patience, you know, grace for yourself that, you know, not everything goes viral. Part of the issue that I had when I started was that I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a clue. It wasn't like now where there's podcasts and there's webinars and there's so much information. Mm -hmm. um, back then there wasn't a ton and, and bloggers weren't well known for sharing. You really had to like get people to trust you for them to kind of take you under their wing and show you how they were able to monetize. Um, now I feel like there's so much information out there that if you do it more strategically, you can grow faster. But like you said, it's not a sprint. This is a marathon. You mm -hmm. have to go into it with the idea of, I need to focus on the problem that I'm solving for my audience. And if I focus on the problem, I will attract those people that need that problem solved. Mm -hmm. They'll come to me and want to be part of it um, and have a strategy in place as far as an end game. How are you looking to monetize? Are you going to just do ads? Are you going to have your own product? You know, what is it going to look like for yeah. you? I think that those kind of questions are important to ask yourself even in the beginning so that you can lay a good, strong foundation and mm -hmm. get to that point faster. I could not agree with you more. I think there's, um, a lot of people that will just say, oh, I'm going to start this and then we'll figure it out. And it's like, if you don't map it out and you don't plan it out and you don't like, oh, it, it gets me worked up because there's so much into the mindset and that, that planning part, you know, what's, what's that saying? Um, a goal without a date is just a dream or, you know, like you've got to write it down. You've got to map that. Um, but it also rings true that, that you need to be flexible. Because if you have, I need to make 20K by, you know, such and such a date. Um, and if that date doesn't happen, like just push the date, just move the date. Don't, don't quit completely. And, you know, there's, I love, I love that you're saying that. Um, all right. I have another question. So I, I think what I was going to ask you about was the Martha Stewart. Did you get to actually like meet her or was it just, she was a speaker there? <laughs> She was the keynote speaker. I did not get, have an opportunity to meet her, but I've gone to other conferences where you run into like Reed Drummond or um, I ran into um, one of the conference, one of the singers for, uh, oh God, I can see her, but I can't think of it. She's a country singer. And I was just blown away by how gracious she was and sweet. Um, and they very much are starting, I, more and more I'm watching a lot of these celebrities that were making income a certain way, like concerts and things like that, are starting to figure out, wait a second, I could also monetize by doing a course or by teaching someone how to sing, or, and it can be all done passively yeah. um, online. So you're seeing more and more of those people kind of do that. I've seen so many ads recently in, in my Facebook feed for like master classes by New York City ballerina and, you know, the chef classes by this famous chef or whatever it might be. Yeah, I think that's the new thing. The new name of the game is webinar, master class, free course, five day, you know, we've done five day challenge for the podcast coaching program. Yes. Um, you know, we that's the, everybody's doing that right now. Um, and some are great and some are just sleazy and I, I hate them, but you know, 
you're going to get those two. Right. Um, so you invested in yourself. You said, Hey, I, I know that I'm learning all this stuff for blogging, but then you went to that, that seminar. Then you're, you're in this five to seven years, 10 K a month, which is incredible. That's great for, for blogging. Right. So what have you added other than the podcast since, since then? So I was getting asked to speak as a blogger and influencer because it got into bloggers found out because um, I was very open about it. I was one that I was going to share. I was going to give as much information as I could about what I was doing and how I was monetizing. Um, but I got known as like the girl that was the pitching girl that did all the sponsored posts and was making a consistent income from it. So I got asked to speak at a lot of different blogging conferences across around the country. And what would happen immediately afterwards is I would get home and I would get hundreds of emails from them. What about this? What do I do? What do I say about when they say this? What do I do about this? Um, and I knew the answers and realized, wait a second. I'm a former teacher. I know how to teach. Let me put together a course that walks you from step A all the way to step C. And you can take this course in two and a half hours and you'll be able to do it on your own. I'm going to give you everything you need in order to do that. And at the time when this was all happening, I was reading Pat Flynn's Will It Fly? And he mm, talks about, Flynn. yes. And he talks about in the book how you should do a beta test. Don't, you know, charge people for it ahead of time before it's even completed to know whether or not people are going to be actually be willing to pay for it. Because sometimes people say, oh yeah, I'm going to buy that. And then when they have to put their money where their mouth is, they're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. So I was actually visiting my parents in New York with my daughters. And I, this was right after this conference. And I had a couple people reach out and I emailed the one girl back and said, hey, listen, I'm actually going to put together a course. Um, I'm going to charge $2.97 for it when I open it. And I love for you to be a beta tester at $1.97. Would you be interested? Her response was, here's my PayPal. I'll send it over to you right now. So it, nothing was created at the time. Um, and I said, okay, fine. I'll have it to you in two weeks. <laughs> and at this time I was traveling and everything else, but it got it done. And I reached out to a couple other bloggers. So I had that kind of number to see if it was going to be valuable. I reached out to 10 and out of 10, eight agreed and became my beta testers. Nice. Um, yes. So that's where it kind of grew from there as I, be, people were asking about that and then it kind of shifted. I started getting asked more and more about, well, wait a second, you just did a $25,000 launch and that was your first launch. What does that look like? How do I do this? Um, and I started coaching. I also now have other programs. Um, I have a membership site. I started the podcast because I wanted people to still be able to get free information from me. That mm -hmm. was so important to me. Yeah. Um, so it all just kind of, and it took over. And that was when I decided I needed to sell my blog last year because it was just getting ignored. Yeah. If you get too much on your plate, you're, you're going to fail at something, right? Yeah. So that was a smart decision. Um, now you also have written a book, correct? Yes, I have. It actually releases May 1st. And how long have you thought prior to actually writing it that you were going to write a book? It's been in the back. I think I wrote it down like two, three years ago. That was one of the goals that I wanted to do. Um, I had my first in-person conference two years ago 
and had thought about writing it that year and was like this it's just too much with trying to Mm -hmm. also plan this huge conference and put it off and then this year I think again I was listening to something that Pat Flynn said about like just sit down every day and do it um so that's exactly what I did for 30 days. I sat down every morning and took half an hour to an hour before I would normally start getting to work and just wrote it. And for me, the writing portion wasn't the hard part because I had all these ideas. I knew what was working. I talked about it all the time. It was just now I needed to just get it into writing from again, very strategic, get from point A to point. I'm very much a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's very helpful for so many people that you have that personality because it's not like you just want the fluff. If I'm going to buy something to help me, I want all of it, you know, give me some of the fluff and some of the, you know, hype me up stuff, but give me actionable stuff that I can do. Absolutely. So what is the name of your book? Yes. The book is called Influencer Entrepreneurs. It's a four-step framework for building your audience, growing your business, and making money online. So I really dive into how can you start to attract the right audience to you, no matter what your business is. Um, I've worked with real estate agents, to nutritionists, to bloggers, to uh, songwriters. It's all about really understanding how do you attract that audience that's online and what are the platforms and how to go about using them. Um, And really understanding at the same time who you are. Because we often will pay attention to what everyone else is doing. And we will say, I actually got an email yesterday about this. Um, There's, it's already been done. Everything's already been done. There's nothing else I can possibly do in my industry. And I, my response was, that's not true. It hasn't been done in your voice with your style of teaching. You bring something to your audience that attracts them. They're not going to go to someone else. They've come to you. So even though maybe it's the same theory that you're teaching, the way in which you teach it and the way that you bring forth your own greatness and your own energy into it is what is going to cause them to want to purchase it and probably purchase anything you put out there afterwards. Right. Um, So when you're saying lean into greatness, I want to ask you, um, what advice do you have to people right now that are struggling um, with trying to navigate that. Um, And maybe they're starting a blog or a podcast or whatever it may be, they want to write a book or they're starting to write a book, Um, whatever that is. What is your like, hey, this is a absolutely, this is my best advice. Yes, so it's such a good question. I would say that one of the first steps I would take is you have to know your voice. And a lot of times people will say, I don't, I'm not, how am I unique? I'm not, I'm just another mom doing the same thing that everyone else is trying to do and they can't figure out how they stand out. So the first place I would start, ask your friends and family, what are you known for? What are they, what's the worst word that comes to mind when they think of you? And you can ask it on Facebook, you can text people and just tell them, you know, I'm not trying to get my ego pushed up here. I'm just really wanting to know, like, what is the word that comes to mind? I had a client recently do this, and the word that repeatedly got put in was kindness. You're kind, kindness. And that is actually one of her core values. And Mm. because of that, 
she now was able, her content for the longest time was all over the place. Well, this whole kindness theme has now tied everything together and made sense. It's built, it's her brand. It's what she's now known for. Mm. Uh, they've even taken that she has a blog, but they've also have brick and mortar pizza shops and they've combined this kindness as part of what they do through the pizza shop too, with people being able to donate and recommend people to get a free pizza for like a Saturday night or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's what she's going to be known for. That's awesome. And I think you do have to get outside of yourself to ask people that question. I um, had a client, that's one of my favorite stories. It's actually in my book. She kept saying to me, I don't know how I'm unique. And I kind of looked at her and just said to her, okay, remind me again, um, how many kids you have? And she got frustrated with me and said, Jenny, you know, I'm pregnant with my 13th. You were the first one that I told that I have 13, that this, I have 13 kids. And I looked at her and I said, Yikes. <laughs> and I just kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and I was like, okay, and where do they go to school again? And she looks at me and goes, you know, I homeschool my kids. Oh my word. And I just kind of sat back and waited for her to make the connection. It's kind of like those friends episodes where you're always waiting for Joey to kind of like make the connections. That's exactly <laughs> what's happening with her. I love that analogy. It's like my favorite show. We watch it every single night. I do. <laughs> and she finally made that connect. And she looked at me and she goes, I'm a homeschooling mom of 13 kids. And I was like, yeah. Who else could possibly say that? And the kicker is her content is about budgeting and how she spends like 500 bucks in a, in a month on groceries. That's not possible. I'm telling she's like a wizard. The way that she <laughs> does this and budgets and like, it, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, and that's all it took for her to finally say, Oh, but when you're that close to it, you don't necessarily see it. Right. And sometimes it could be your personal life like it was her, or it could also be, what did you do in the past? What are you really mm -hmm. good at? For me, I'm really well known and as that teacher. Like I'm known for my teaching style. I'm known for being kind of in your face about things and we're going to walk you through it, but make sure that you understand at the same time. And I'm going to give you some homework while we're at it. <laughs> but that's what you, you need to have that voice so that people can connect with you. Yeah. So lean into it, lean, lean into it. And I think there's, there's a difference in leaning into your greatness than like being all about it and all about yourself, you know, yes. don't, don't be selfish and greedy, but just like lean into what makes you different. I know I struggled with, um, that imposter syndrome that we're talking about. Um, when I first was like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast, but I'm like, there's so many other Christian motivational podcasts. Like, how am I going to do this different? But yet it's the same, you know, right. like it's still a podcast. So that's the same. I still need my microphone and my sound and I still, you know, um, but I think there's a point where you just say, okay, God, if this is what you're calling me to do, and this is what you want out of me, I'm going to run with it and we'll see what happens. Right. And what's, what's the worst case scenario, right? I mean, um, one of the things I talked about, I forget, it was on one of my posts, but I'm like, I feel like I'm standing naked in the middle of a, you know, the street right now by, it was my, um, one of my episodes, I talked about my weight loss journey and just my struggle in weight loss. And I was like, to actually put that in an episode for one that was never planned, but it came out. Um, and I got a lot of support from it, which was awesome. But just knowing like, Hey, if I can be 
authentic and be real and honest and talk about some of these things because I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not the only one that struggles with weight loss or the only one that struggles with grief or whatever it is, right? Um, So I think knowing what pulls you apart, even though you might think it's the same as everybody else, it's not. So I love that you said that. Um, what advice do you have for growing social media? And then I think we're going to have to close out here pretty quick, but I'm so enjoying your conversation. (laughs) No, I think that that's a great question too, because what I find is a lot of business owners, when they first start trying to do the online side, they get overwhelmed. Where do I start? Which one do I need to do? There's so many different people talking to me about this. And my best advice is start growing an email list most importantly, because mm-hmm. social media is important and you can gain followers. But the second that an algorithm changes or Instagram someday decides to shut down, I'm, I'm not saying that it is, but that it may, those followers are gone if you haven't captured them for an email list. Yep. So provide them with a checklist, give them a freebie, a PDF, something one page in order for them to, in exchange for their email list. Um, and then the other thing is, pick one social media platform. Don't go bananas and try to be on six of them. You just need to find one that is your strength that you can really start to try to figure out and get consistent and confident in so that once you're confident there, you can then switch to another one that you can try to figure out. Um, As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, right now, if you're going to go onto a social media platform, I would highly recommend Instagram and not for the feed, but for the stories, mm-hmm. you have such an opportunity to talk to your people because of stories, because of the features. And it's what Instagram is pushing right now. Mm-hmm. So if you use it wisely and try to really talk to your people, you can have a better understanding of what to provide them with, what type of content and what they want from you as far as a product or service. Right. I, I love Instagram. I'm a huge fan. Um, but I also have like all of them. So <laughs> yes. And I would say definitely go and no, 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 definitely go and get all those URLs, especially like those handles. You want it to be consistent throughout. So have a Facebook page, have a Twitter account, have Instagram and TikTok or whatever else, but don't feel like you have to spend three hours on each platform because then oh. you're not doing anything else. Right. You know, pay attention to something, pay attention to one in particular. Right. Absolutely agree. Um, yeah, I started everything because I wanted to make sure that my handle wasn't going to get taken. Not that, yes. I mean, it's the Amy Williams show, but there are other Amy Williams. Yes. They're not me, but <laughs> just, I was like, okay, I even started like a YouTube channel. There's absolutely nothing on it, but I was like, I need to make sure my handle's right. That's right. Um, but it's in a game plan, you know? So I think that's great advice. Like don't, don't get overwhelmed. Don't think you have to be all things to all people right. or have all social medias be on and popping. Like that's great advice. And it can get overwhelming so fast. Yes. Usually I know I'm this way and I know a lot of people are this way too, but if you, once you're overwhelmed, you just completely shut down. So don't get to that point because if you shut down, then you're not going to get where you need to be. Right. Nope. Totally agree. Awesome. Well, what great advice. And I'm super excited about your book. Thank you. Yes. I have enjoyed your company. Is there anything else that you wanted to add that we didn't get a chance to touch on? 
Um, if anybody has any questions, because we were just talking Instagram, they can definitely, I'm always in my DMs. It's me. It's not someone else doing it, like a virtual assistant or anything like that. So you can always send me a DM at Jenny underscore Melrose, because when I went to get my handle, it was taken because I started a little bit later with this Instagram account. Um, so it is Jenny. Learn from our mistakes, right? That's right. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of mistakes that are made and you know, you got to own them. So I love that you said that. Well, it was already taken. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You keep going. Don't, don't get stuck. All right. Lean into your greatness guys. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you for having me, Amy. Thank you so much for listening to the Amy Williams show. I'd love for you to join the Amy Williams show on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok using the handle at the Amy Williams show and on Twitter at the AW show. If you want to learn how to start your own podcast, the multiple ways to monetize it, leverage it, and maximize your influence, then join the private Facebook group at the International Podcast Coaching Network. Can't wait for you to join and get connected with like-minded women using their zone of genius to speak to the world. Before you go, the biggest compliment you can give to The Amy Williams Show is leaving a review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or on the Stitcher app for Android. It means so much to me, and I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Have a blessed day.